Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The postgame show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Final score of the final regular season game for the Bombers, 36-13. to They beat the Calgary Stampeders. Dominant on the ground. Drew Brown, a real nice game passing the football. The defense holding Calgary to 35 offensive plays when that was much of Calgary's first team out there. A, a tremendous team victory for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They're 14th of the season. Derek Taylor and Doug Brown with you. Doug, your your overarching thoughts on tonight's game? Well, I think Drew Brown made uh, made a lot of money tonight. I think uh, <laughs> I think uh, yeah, he was outstanding. That was uh, you know we had some some mixed results and some mixed reviews from Drew Brown in the the time we've seen, but you know we got to see him play an entire half and and uh, the first quarter of this game and and wow. He looks uh, very poised in the pocket. Um, he doesn't get super anxious. He's uh, very decisive with the football. Uh, he was very accurate as well. Made some big, big plays and puts the puts a nice football out there and lets his guys make plays on it. And uh, yeah, he was he was exceptional. I think that's really the story of the night in this game. Um, you know, Drew Brown really went head to head with Jake Mayer, the, the starting quarterback of the Calgary Stampeders, who stayed in for. Uh, full three quarters of the game, and he uh, walked away with it no problem, you know, with uh, without much competition there from from Calgary. So uh, that was uh, that's a performance you want to have on Absolutely. the eve of a free agency, is it not? Yeah, for sure, thirteen of seventeen for two seventy eight and two touchdowns. Uh, so that's fifteen yards an attempt. That'll that'll do just fine. In three quarters of work, right? Exactly. Uh, so he finishes the season 70% completion rate, 983 yards, nine touchdowns, no interceptions. That'll that'll do. That'll do. And, uh, he's going to have to go down to his bank, huh? So he's going to need a, a bigger deposit slip. Well, Larger minimums. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The he led the team to the win here in Calgary. He led the team to a twenty, you know, twenty-two nothing. They were down in that game in Edmonton when he was forced to come into the game. He's a guy who has provided great relief uh, for the for the Bombers. Week one in Ottawa last year, Zach Kolaris gets pulled to the game. They're on the game the game winning drive. Here comes Drew for three plays. Bing bang boom. They they win the game with a field goal. Yeah, he he just kind of comes in. He. He does things that Zach Kolaris does, right? He had the one going left to right, rolling out to his left, threw it back to his right. And you know, not a lot of guys have the have the wherewithal, the guts to make that throw. But here's Drew Brown doing it. Yeah, it's an excellent point, Derek. Is that he has a ton of those characteristics that we see in Zach Kolaris, right? He's not afraid to put the ball up for grabs a little bit. Like he'll take his shots down the field. He throws very well and accurately when he's moving. And he, you know, for the, for the large part, for the most part, he tends to put the ball in the right spots in the right positions, right? Uh, I, I think he's even probably maybe a little more fleet of foot than Zach. He's obviously a lot younger, but he looks maybe a little more prone to run if he sees an opportunity there, which we love. But what a situation for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers to be in, you know. 14 wins in for this season, which is pretty much... Uh, uh, run of the mill for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers these days, but now you've got quarterback depth going into the playoffs, right? Where uh, 
you know, all is not necessarily lost. If, if Kolaris gets nicked up in some degree, you've got a guy that I think the team would really rally around and, uh, you know, could, uh, could still potentially get things done in, in worst case scenarios. So it's just, uh, it, it's very optimistic looking heading into the, the playoffs right now for Winnipeg. There was a caller to the coaches show on Monday who, who brought up, he wanted a lot of Drew Brown in this game because he, and I think every longtime bomber fan remembers 2007. Okay. Yeah. And I don't, anybody, I, I don't have to explain it to anybody what we mean by 2007. Uh, but yeah, you feel like, well, okay, maybe, maybe you'd be going from, in my mind, the best quarterback in the league to Drew Brown. That's going to be a drop off to any guy at number two, but, uh, Feel like okay, well maybe Drew could could make some stuff happen if he yeah. were called upon in the playoffs. And from I mean from here on in, his value is, you know, please save us if Zach gets injured, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, like you said, with his, uh, I mean, I'm correct in this, right? His contract does expire this year, correct? Correct. Yep. Yeah. So that's going to be. Uh, I mean, you talk about one game and the potential value valuation that teams. The team's watching this game. Can you imagine, like, their evaluation on him, just watching him throw these strikes and big plays and get a number of, I don't know, he just looked outstanding tonight. I was very, very impressed by him, especially in comparison to uh, Jake Mayer, who you just don't feel like, I don't know, the Calgary Stampeders, how are you going to get anywhere with that guy? So it's, uh, I was bewildered by his performance. Jake full Mayer. house full house backfield and just yeah it's Jake Mayer finishes 6 of 15 for 110 and one touchdown and the bombers have a, have a very good defense but man they committed yeah, money how many to starters that they have out there tonight uh virt i mean uh, on offense uh all of them except their their leading receiver uh Reggie yeah. Bagleton but other than that this is their starting lineup and yeah, Kadeem Carey at running back, but uh, nobody would complain about what Dedrick Mills put out there at, red, at running back today. That's that's true. I'm just saying, if Jake Mayer couldn't get it done against uh, a Bombers defense that has, you know, a, a couple starters in it. Oh yeah, yeah. Knows, it's uh, it's it's. I don't know. I don't know how you can be enthused about anything you saw tonight if you're uh, if you're a Calgary supporter. Yeah, they've guaranteed him money for the 2024 season. And uh, the two Alberta teams with guaranteed money to their quarterbacks, you wonder what they'll be doing with them in the offseason. We'll do the final numbers brought to you by JML Renovations. They don't just build a garage, they build your garage. Visit jmlrenovations.ca. The big number is 2016. Brady Oliveira with 36 yards rushing in this game breaks 2,000 Yards from scrimmage for the season that gets him also to 20-34, pardon me, 15-34 rushing. Just, and they got him out of the game until when we talked to Brady, I need to know why he was in for those two snaps on the Prukop touchdown because I, with somebody else's helmet, I'm not entirely sure why that was. But uh, perfect number cap to the season for Brady Oliveira. Yeah, what, uh, what a milestone for that guy. What a historic season. Only the second uh, Canadian player ever to have yards from scrimmage over 2,000. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah, he now joins John Cornish, who did it in 2013. That's pretty elite company, you know. That's and uh, all, you know, with how young Brady Oliveira is as well. Uh, the only limitation, you know, that appears to be in front of him would would just be luck in his health, because uh, that's just incredible what he's accomplished in such a short time with Winnipeg.
Yeah, the 26-year-old crushing it this season. Johnny Augustine got in there, took uh, the lion's share of the carries in this one. 15 for 87 yards. And, yeah, Johnny's a different runner, right? They're dramatically different runners. But uh, he was able to uh, to make things work really nicely as well. Uh, speaking of really nicely, that's how Brady Oliveira's season has gone. And he joins us now. Brady, congrats on the win and thanks for your time. Thank you, thank you. Uh, 1,500 and 2,000. You broke them both in this game. How does it feel? Yeah, great. Uh, you know, it's a big accomplishment, and, uh, you know, my teammates really wanted it for me, and, uh, yeah, I, I owe it all to my teammates and go out there every single week to honor them and appreciate my coaches, you know, allowing me to go get that, uh, that honor tonight. And, uh, yeah, it was great, man. I really do appreciate my teammates, and obviously, like I've said all season long, that offensive line, I think you saw it tonight, even with Johnny in the game. I mean, uh Man, our offensive line has been great all season long, and uh, you know I, I, I owe everything to them. I'm curious, who was doing the counting toward 2000? Uh, you know, Darren came up to me on the sidelines and kind of let me know. And uh, yeah, I think after that first year, we, uh, you know, the offensive line did a great job in getting me to the second level, and uh, I think I knew I was like three yards away, so uh, went on the, sec- the second drive and was able to get it. Yeah, where's the, where's that ball gonna go? Because I saw you threw it to the sideline immediately. Yeah, I threw it to Foddy. Uh, so uh, you know that, that's got to go in the man cave for sure. I'm gonna get a nice little box for it, and uh, that's definitely something special. I, I I don't really keep any footballs. You know, I kept my thousand yard ball from last year, um, and I haven't kept a ball this year. So uh, you know that ball will be uh, quite special from for me and uh, for my family. Very few men would have uh, have a ball that says 2,000 on it uh, like that. Um, at the end of the game, you came in on the carry from the five-yard line and, the, and then the end. Um, did you have to get somebody else's helmet? <laughs> yeah, there's a little malfunction with Johnny's helmet. Uh, so uh, knowing me, you know, me being a competitor, you know, if it was up to me, I'd play the entire game. So, I, you know, I ran out there thinking that I had my helmet on like a, like a nutcase. And uh, Osh looked over at me and, and yelled, like, Brady, where's your helmet? So my helmet was on the sideline, so I was running over to go get it, and uh, Mike Benson came, and here's a helmet, and I didn't know whose helmet it was. It barely fit on my head, and the next thing you know, it was Benson's helmet. So, uh, and we almost got in there. Uh, so maybe it's a little lucky helmet, but uh, yeah. Uh, I'm a competitor, man. I just want to play, but I'll, uh, I'll probably remember that story for a while now. Quite funny. <laughs> yeah, you, you got a lot more flow than uh, than Mike Benson does, so it's good that it fit. It Kind of a stroke of luck that his helmet fit you. <laughs> no doubt, man, no doubt. Oh, man, uh, you got... You guys finished the season 14 wins and four losses. So 15 wins last year, 14 wins this year. Just an incredible couple of seasons for this team. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, I think the biggest thing is just the group of guys that we have in this locker room and, and have had over the past couple seasons. Uh, you know, truly good human beings in this locker room that care about one another, love on one another, and come in each and every day and, and work their butts off. Um, and I. I really think that's the secret to our success here in Winnipeg, you know, having good people and, you know, who doesn't want to go to work every day with good people, right? So um, it makes it a lot of fun and, and a lot more better and enjoyable coming to work with guys like that. Doug Brown, jump in with Brady Oliveira here. Yeah, Brady, just a suggestion for you. I don't know if you know John Cornish, but since you're in Calgary, you know, maybe give him a call. Say, hey, do you want to go for a beer as the only two Canadian players ever? <laughs> to uh, have more than 2,000 yards from scrimmage. That, that would be cool to get a picture with John Cornish at some point here. Man, that, guy, that guy's a legend. I would love to, you know, chop it up with him, have, have a couple cold ones and uh, <laughs> talk about life, talk about, you know, his seasons that he's played. You know, that guy's a legend. I remember watching him when I was younger. And uh, maybe, Doug, maybe you can set that up for me one day. Yeah, pretty elite company to be in. Just a final question uh, for you. 
you know, how impressive it was it to see uh, your your team, you know, with so many changes, especially on, on defense, watching those guys go out there, play against the Calgary starters for largely three quarters of the game and, and fare so well. How inspiring is for the, that for you guys going into the playoffs with how well you guys played against their starting groups? Oh, man, it was uh, very encouraging to see. Uh, you know, lots of guys stepped in. There's lots of moving parts uh, throughout this entire game. And, you know, guys were cool, calm, and collected and, and did a great job. And I think, you know, like I said, it's it's the guys that we have in this locker room, you know, good people and guys that truly care about one another. And it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's our ones, twos, or threes, you know, uh, guys come in and compete every single day. And I see that. And it makes, you know, everyone better. It makes, you know, our ones better, our twos better. You know, guys you know, wanting to take people's spot in a sense, you know what I mean? So uh, yeah. when they do get that opportunity, they, they go in there and uh, they're almost used to it. They treat practice like a game. And uh, I think you saw that today. Lots of guys stepped in for us and, and made lots of plays, which so it was good to see. Brady Oliveira, over 1,500 yard, uh, yards rushing, over 2,000 from scrimmage. Uh, congratulations on both of those. Congrats on the win, and I can't wait to see what you have brewing for the West Final, sir. Let's go, man. You know I'm ready. <laughs> He's Brady Oliveira, the Bombers running back. Nice enough to join us. Also the Bombers, MOP and most outstanding Canadian nominee. Nice enough to join us in the postgame show. Eight carries for 36 yards and a second football uh, for his man cave as we continue with some of the... Uh, Numbers of the game. Drew Altarski, 5 for 71, as he got a lot of reps. Kenny Lawler, 3 for 57 in this game, uh, really trying to stretch himself out. And our next guest uh, had a lot of impact plays early on in this one. Uh, Brian Cole for the first time in the postgame show. Brian, yes, uh, thank you for being with us, and congratulations on the win. I appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, what do you want to talk about first? The 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 uh, the interception that you got robbed of, the, the big hit <laughs> you laid, the fumble you forced. You made a lot of plays in this one. I appreciate it. Um, It doesn't matter, man. Just glory to God, first off. I just thank God for the opportunity that the team blessed me with and um I was just or I was just able to uh make an impact you know what I'm saying just be free have fun they allow us to do that so just a blessing I don't care whatever which one you want to talk about first <laughs> when, when did you find out you were going to start this game and and what was your reaction to finding that out uh it was probably like two days ago and honestly I was nervous um I don't know I'm the type of player I get nervous before every game because I just want to perform well and um I was just excited, man, and I just felt like this is an opportunity to showcase why, like, maybe I should be a starter or why I should play more and things like that. I just felt like that, that was the opportunity to do that. So it's just God is good, man. It was just good. It was fun. <laughs> uh, the, the interception you got, it was taken away by a penalty, but uh, uh, you got to make those catches on defense, and, I mean, right. you made the catch. Yeah, yes, sir. Hey, it was snowy. This is my first time playing in a game where, like, it's actually, like, blizzarding, like, like rain. Like, it felt like it was raining, but it was snowing. Mm -hmm. And um, the ball was in the air. I could really barely see it at first, but I just kept my eyes on it, and I watched it go all the way into my hands before I made any other moves. So, man, I don't know if it got tipped or if it just slipped out of his hand or something like that, but it was like a punt. It was just in the air. Yeah, it did. It did get tipped up. The the vision from up here was pretty bad. It, it was that way on the field as well when yeah. that snow rolled in. Yeah, because I'm looking up into the sky, so yeah, it was it was a little difficult to see it. And then uh, you had both the forced fumble and the fumble recovery. A little uh, just making turnovers happen, hey? Yes, sir. Just playing, having fun. Um, I mean, just as a little kid, it's all about the ball on defense. Like I used to play offense, and the one thing I always want to do is have the ball in my hands and run with it. So. Any way we can get the ball back to the offense or any way we can cause a turnover, that's what we like to do on defense. That's what it's about. 
And then my notes here are a little lacking. I just wrote down Cole hit with three exclamation points. Uh, describe the lick you laid early in this game, <laughs> early in the second quarter. Uh, you talking about on punt? Yes, it was on punt. That's yeah, right. On punt. Um, I don't know. I thought he was going to go out of bounds. And then he started to slow down to cut it back. And I, that was just my opportunity to shoot it. And, you know, it, that was the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely shot it. So you get the chance to start. Uh, if you would, kind of evaluate the performance you think you were able to put on tape today. Uh, always room for improvement. I would say I would give myself a solid B just because of turnovers and things like that. But I did miss a few tackles on special teams. I could have still been a little better because that's my main role. So I still got to hone into my craft and uh, continue to get better. So never perfect, but always room for improvement. But I thought I had a solid game first start. Other than that, I know I can be better. Uh, let's bring in Doug Brown. Any questions for Brian Cole? Brian, the most uh, amount of changes on the lineup tonight was uh, was on defense, where we, you had a, a lot of depth players into the game. How do you account yes, for the performance you guys had and, and how successful you were against the Calgary starters? Oh, man, um, it's just the standard. Uh, that's what we practice. That's what we coach. That's just the type of team we are is that no matter who it is, the second string practice squad, no matter who it is, we feel like if you get brought up, man, it's, it's your time to shine. I feel like our practice squad, our second string, they just as good as anybody's starters. They could take somebody's job on any, any on any other team. So it's just our standard, man. And we just we love each other and we just we play hard for one another. And that it's our pride, you know, like we didn't want to go out there just because the starters and stuff wasn't going and lay a goose egg. Like, no, nah, like we wanted to come with it and, and win, you know, like it's, it's still a team thing. We still support one another. The guys back home, they linked up and watched the game all together somewhere. So we just know we got a support system and our fans are the best. I can't lie. Like, like they they come to the, the Calgary games and we hear them more than we hear, than we hear Calgary. So it's just a blessing. It's God is good. An unreal, an unreal game by you setting the tone physically for, uh, for the defense and special teams in this game. You really jumped thank you. off the page. So I down. appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Brian Cole, congrats on the win. Thanks for giving us some time in the postgame, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Y'all have a good night. Uh, linebacker Brian Cole, nice to have you join us in the postgame show. The force fumble. Uh, where his his official stat line as we await our next guest. This is great radio when I can't. Uh, officially, they call one special teams tackle, but uh, there's more than that uh, from Brian Cole and more to come as the playoffs roll around. I don't think we could have asked any more of Rashid Bailey on his touchdown catch. He joins us now. Uh, Rashid, thanks for your time and congratulations on the win. I uh, appreciate it. How on earth did you get into the end zone from where that play started, dude? Come on now. Come on. Come on. <laughs> that was a, that was just to, if you could describe the play because man that that took a lot of effort on your part and your teammates parts. It's time. It's time. You know when you see like determination, relentless. This is what this is what this team is built. You know, this is what I'm built like. It's the mentality. That play represents everything I've been through all year. The resilience, fighting, dirty, dirty work, doing what I do, in the box, in the trenches, making plays. When my number gets called, man, 88 is he going to show up. And, um, you know, my number got called on that play, and I seen the ball. It got tipped. Still caught it. And after that, I just closed my eyes and made something happen. 
<laughs> closed wow. my eye. You, I think That's you broke impressive. three tackles before you got inside the five. And those last yards, they make them the hardest, hey? But there you were just driving it all to the end zone. You leap for the end zone and break the plane. I'm like, wow. <laughs> That's a 67-yard catch down at the one doesn't feel quite the same, I would wager. Nah, yeah. So, I, listen, one, once I got past the last dude and kept my balance, I knew I had a chance. And, um, you know, it's all the people back home and my family, the Winnipeg fans, man. Man, that 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 moment will forever be indebted in our history. And and, and maybe that was the play that's going to take us all the way to the Great Cup, you know. And, you know, I'm excited about that play and what it does for the team, the motivation, the resilience. You know, I gave a speech before the game. And when you can when you can lead, but you can also be leading by example, you know, guys follow that energy, man. And, you know, I'm glad I was able to make a play on that play. And, shoot, we came out with the win. Okay, this is an impossible question and totally unfair of me. But this one or the Superman one what, in the Ooh. Banjo Bowl last year? Ooh, man. Totally unfair. I understand So I, 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 haven't, I haven't seen the play yet. I have to watch it to see it, see what it looks like, remember what was going through my mind. But that Superman play was special, too. And I jumped from, like, the four-yard line, so... You know, I'm going to give it some time, let it sink in for a little bit. I'm going to let everybody, you know, celebrate it. And I got to go look at it, and then, you know, I'll get back to you. Uh, I hope someone got a real good photo of this one. Doug Brown, jump in with Rasheed Bailey here. Yeah, Rasheed, we thought, you know, from our end of the evaluation, we thought Drew Brown had an exceptional uh, night as a quarterback. As a, as a guy, obviously, catching passes from him. Uh, how did you feel about the way Drew Brown played? To, played this Man, season? Drew Brown's a guy, you know, and if yeah. you haven't, if you haven't been paying attention, if you haven't seen it, if you don't believe, if you don't see it, you know, the development and, and what, you know, Coach Buck and, and the guys and, you know, what they've done with him and, and what he's done for them for himself. You know, he's a dog. He's a guy. And um, it's, it's, it's such a privilege to see people who put the work in. You know, he has a lot of confidence. You know, he's a part of the scheme and what we do every single week. You know, you know, I just can't say enough about him, man. He's very resilient, man. And, you know, I love that dude, man. We've been building, you know, our relationship for the last few few years. And, you know, when you see a young guy come in and, and, and do what he's done and, you know, it's, it's like you got to give your hat off to him, man, because, you know, I've seen the work. So I'm, I'm, I'm very, very proud of him, man. Rasheed, another guy who got an opportunity today, uh, Johnny Augustine, ends up with 15 carries for 87 yards. There's not a lot of work for other running backs when Brady Oliveira is playing like this, <laughs> but Johnny showed us what he could do in this one. Listen, man, Johnny is one of those guys too, man. You know, when given the opportunity, you see what he can do. You see he can bust out 10, 15, 20-yard gains, man. That, you know, he's a he's a guy too, man. You know, he, he he's in the shadows. You know, he does a lot of the dirty work on special teams and, you know, he goes down, he runs down, he makes tackle, big time tackles. You know, he's a guy who shows up to work every single day, you know, with his lunch pail, his hard hat, and he goes to work. You know, it's like I said, man, it's always a privilege to see guys who who put all the work in and for it to happen for him out there, man. And, you know, to see what he's done tonight, you know, that's truly special. Rasheed, final question for you. This is the last game before the West Final. Based on this performance, how do you feel about the team going into that Let's West go. Final? Let's go. You know, this is where we wanted to be. You know, we Hurry talked up. about coming into this game. We, you know, we're not coming in to lose. We're not coming in to just to get by and just to get out of here. No, we came in with a, with a mentality to come win this game. You know, you want to be, you know, like they say, man, teams that rolling hot, those are the teams that, you know, go in and, and, and win the Great Cup. And we just going, we just trying to get hot and keep it hot. And 
know, we're excited to, to keep this gas, you know, all the way to the Great Cup. So, like, you know, we got to take one game at a time. You know, we see everybody in the West Final. Rashid, thank you for your time, sir. Congrats on the win. Yes, sir. Rashid Bailey, one of the plays of the year uh, in this one. The 68-yard touchdown as the Bombers win at 36 to 13. I now, uh, Doug Brown, if Calgary happens to win that West semifinal, man, this was a this was a statement performance about. Oh yeah, you want to come play it at our house next time, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, man. Yeah, with some a few different players, you know, it's uh, it's pretty incredible. What a what a performance out there. You know, it's funny we're talking about uh, Johnny Augustine's performance tonight. He's been stepping in, you know, since Andrew Harris was here. And, and having great games like it's it's unbelievable uh, uh, back in 2019 is as, as far back there you know uh, when Andrew would miss games or, or whatever Johnny's been stepping in and just holding things down and uh, just like we saw tonight when Brady came out of the game so uh, what a what a team player that kind of supportive performances on on you know over multiple seasons that he's put in uh, in Winnipeg well, and, and Johnny's perhaps a better example of this than Brady because Brady, I mean, Brady had a truly special season. But I, I, I'm of the thought that the teams need to go to Canadian at running back more often because there's just not the drop-off. We may think, well, Americans are bad, blah, blah, blah. There's not a drop-off when you go to Canadian running backs if you have the right running game, right? Like, yeah. uh, in, when Andrew Fer- Harris first came, I was going back and looking, and there was Pascal Lachard, and the Bombers have been committed to Canadian running backs since Andrew Harris came to the team. And, I mean, today uh, it ends up being just about six yards a carry from Johnny Augustine. You know, yeah, against the, a Calgary team that was, you know, had its starters out there for a fair portion of this. That's yeah. that's good. Let's get more Canadians at this skill and glory position. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's uh, it's just like you know how you defensive ends now. You know Brent Johnson. I think back in the day was one of the first Canadian defensive ends that kind of normalized uh, playing a Canadian player at that position. And uh, I think Andrew Andrew Harris and now Brady Oliveira have made it you know very very accessible and very uh, and really normalized it for you know, a guy with a domestic passport to be able to uh, hold down the fort at that, that impact spot on a football team. Yeah, the old days of uh, we've got these seven spots, three interiors, the Z, the safety, yeah. bling, blah, blue. Uh, I, I just want those days to be long gone because, man, BC is a team with two Canadian linebackers and three defensive ends that are Canadian, so they can do so many things. Uh, you've got Canadian, you got University of Manitoba's Landon Rice playing tackle for Montreal and playing it at an elite level. You've got Canadian running backs here and in Hamilton as well and Sean Thomas Erlington. Canadian receivers, Nick Dembski's over 1,000 yards. Samuel Emelis pops off the screen in, in Saskatchewan this year after Curly Gittins Jr. was a monster last season in Toronto. Uh, quarterbacks, Trey Ford is his team's MOP nominee the year after Nathan Rourke. Like, no Canadian kid should think, well, no no CFL coach should exclude a Canadian kid from a position just because that's the way it used to be. The, yeah. the guys that our country puts out, be it U sports, be it NCAA, have skills. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, you know, the numbers are only going up with uh, Canadian involvement south of the border as well. Uh, on a side note, I have to tell you, I'm watching the, the post-game interviews uh, right now on, on television, and Dave Dickinson, I mean, it looks like the Bombers just beat 
the Stampeders in the in the Western semifinal. He looks he looks tomorrow like they needed that three game winning streak in a row to carry themselves and to convince themselves that they were on a streak and they were going to be able to you know do something in BC. And I think I, I don't know. I think the Bombers just ripped that away from them tonight. You know, I think that was their hope. That's what they were clinging to. We can win this game. We can just convince ourselves that we can beat all these teams. And going forward, we're we're on a winning streak. And I think that was just extinguished tonight. Just looking at the mannerisms and the body language of the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders right now on uh, on the highlight reel. It's uh, yeah. They look like a team that just lost in the Western semi and, and they still got that game in front of them next week. They're a pretty, uh, pretty rejected team right now. I'm yeah. seeing in the locker room right now too. So the smart, uh, the smart move would have been the forfeit. Hey, just no, we're going in. We've, we won two. Oh, we are, we forfeit the stadium blew up, whatever, whatever story they could tell to let this one go. It was such an incredible performance from them last week. And then to get shelled by 23 at home in the final one, by and, not the Bombers' first team? Yeah, and that's just it, right? Because you could tell how bad they wanted it by how long they left their guys for, right? They only really sat one impact guy, maybe two, right? And uh, Yeah, Bagleton and their two linebackers, and yeah, yeah. and Dozier, but uh, yeah, yeah. Bagleton is a big horse in there, yeah. And But, I mean, you keep your starting quarterback in there for, for three full quarters, and you're down to that degree. They're just, uh, I'm, I'm looking at them now, and I don't know how this team's going to be able to commit to itself that they're able to turn it on again. I think that three-game winning streak was their biggest shot for any chance of playoff success, and and uh, I think that just got ex- extinguished tonight. But we'll see. We'll see if they can uh, they can uh, uh, bring back that uh, that uh, uh, blueprint for what they did in BC the last yeah. time around. Well, they were able to run the ball effectively in this game. Dedrick Mills eight for eighty-eight. Peyton Logan four for twenty-two. So between the running backs, that's 12 for 110. Ah, Six for 15 from Jake Mayer for 110 and a touchdown. Yeah. I just... Like, keep away. You really, you really do. Uh, Like, yeah. Uh, Calgary... I remember you said, didn't you say that if it gets to be like a shootout, they're done, right? There's the only way... How do they come back from 14 nothing down? Yeah, yeah. Down yeah. fourteen nothing in the first quarter, like it's. It, I just can't can't believe it. it it's not over without mm-hmm. some sort of natural disaster befelling the BC Lions uh, in that one. Cole Tucker two for fifty three and a touchdown in this game. Trey Adams Dukes two for twenty three. Not a lot of passing yard to be had. Bombers outgain the Stamps four sixty four to two twenty eight. And every time I see Adam Big Hill now, he talks about how many how many offensive plays did the opposing team have. They held Calgary to 35 offensive plays. That is an incredibly dominant performance from this Bombers defense combined with uh, Calgary defense. Calgary offense has some real, real problems in that one. Conversely, the Bombers ran 68 offensive plays in this game. Those are the final numbers. They're brought to you by JML Renovations. They don't just build a garage. They build your garage. Visit jmlrenovations.ca. Still to come, the sounds of the game, the drive of the game, the hardest hit of the game, and more as we put a wrap on the regular season for the Bombers. 36-13 win in Calgary as they go 3-0 versus the Stampeders this season. It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. 
Listen to over 500 radio stations from anywhere in Canada with Radio Player Canada, the must-have app that's as Canadian as you are. Smart, lovable, easygoing, fits in anywhere. From early morning hockey practices to late night after parties, enjoy every type of radio station anywhere, anytime. Listen through your phone, Sonos, Google Chromecast, Google Home, Amazon Echo, Apple CarPlay, and Android Auto. Download the Radio Player Canada app today. It's where Canadian radio plays. Hi, Munther from Food Fair. When was the last time you felt special in a grocery store? Self-scan, self-pay, self-bag, and prices are still going up. Kind of weird, don't you think? We believe in full service at Food Fair, keeping jobs in the community, and making every one of our customers feel special. That's what Food Fair is all about. Full service all around. To our customers, thank you. If you haven't shopped at one of our stores, come discover what grocery shopping should be like. Food Fair. With five neighborhood family-owned locations. Spray a little water on your face. Just enough to say, I worked hard and perspired. Then rub a little sawdust on you like you've been cutting laminate flooring. Then let her ask, Wow, I can't believe you did all of this. Just make sure the end of the roll flooring center installer didn't forget any tools. Sorry, forgot my hammer. It doesn't matter how you get it done, just that you do. The Get It Done event, on now at End of the Roll Flooring Centers. Visit endoftheroll.com. 801 Century Street and 1500 Regent Avenue West, Winnipeg. Winter is coming and Canadian footwear is ready to keep you warm and on your feet this winter. They have the best selection of winter boots for the entire family. Whether you are waiting at the bus stop, walking the dog, or hanging around the outdoor rink, Canadian Footwear has the right pair of boots for you. And their fitting specialists will get you into the perfect size. Don't settle for cold feet this winter. Stay warm and come to Canadian Footwear. We fit you. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The post-game show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. It's the Bombers to receive the opening kickoff there in their white shirts going left to right. Stamps it black going right to left. This one will go deep to Janarian Grant at the 22-yard line to the right at the 30, 35 through a tackle. He tries to fight through that. He'll get to maybe the 37, and that is where the Bombers' offense will take the field. It's 51-yard field goal attempt for Sergio Castillo in the snow for the opening score of the game. Must feel he's got a good leg going in this left-to-right direction. Low snap done nicely by Sheehan. The kick is up, and it is good. Sergio Castillo from just inside 51 yards puts the Bombers on the board. 3-0 the score with 11.44 to go here in the first quarter. Brady Oliveira, three yards from 2,000 from scrimmage on the season. Lineman tight end, handoff to Oliveira right side, and he's got 2,000 across the 40, to across the 45-yard line. Brady Oliveira, the first Canadian, first back in the CFL to get 2,000 yards from scrimmage since John Cornish in 2013, and he knew it. Second and 12, Brown under a three-man rush. Stands in the pocket, guns a deep crosser, caught at the 40. It's Lawler at the 40-yard line, still alive, fighting for extra yards in a game that means nothing in the standings. It's Kenny Lawler with a big catch from their own 43, and they will run it again straight up the middle. This one's turning out pretty good. Some big body still actually on his feet is Mills. The ball come loose. Yes. Bombers are saying the ball's on the ground. Brian Cole celebrating. The ruling on the field is a fumble 
First down, Winnipeg. There you go, a fumble forced by the Bombers. They recover, and they'll take over in Calgary territory. Hammers this one up. They'll be taken on the fly at the 47-yard line to the 40. Whoa. Cut back to the 35. <laughs> and is that, please tell me that was Brian Cole, Cole with the hit. Sparking down Brian Cole for the post-game show because he laid a knock on Peyton Logan, I believe, was on the return. Ooh. And they cleared the backfield. Mayer looking right, now back to his left, steps up, spins off a second, then gets pummeled shy of the 20-yard line. Some celebrating for a big, big hit. Four-man rush, Brown with a straight drop on first down. He's going to gun this one, the deep over. Tipped up and caught, 45. 40 blockers in front, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, stay alive, 5, wow. get to the end zone for the touchdown! Rasheed Bailey. What a catch and run from Rasheed Bailey. The ball tipped by a linebacker. He broke one tackle from Stats, got through Roberson and another tackler, and somehow to the end zone. Play action, Brown locked this one to the end zone for O'Leary Orange, he's caught it for the touchdown. Flag thrown from the official in the back. In the area of some kind of pass interference. Calgary number two. That penalty is declined. Jonathan Moxie called for illegal contact. Brandon O'Leary Orange into the end zone for his first touchdown. And the Bombers with a 12-point lead. Now they're going to go quarterback sneak for Dakota Prukop. Fantasy watchers and players Rejoice, Dakota Prukop shoves it into the end zone and the Bombers have another touchdown, 35 to 13. A pretty successful Bombers season and what would appear to be a pretty successful game as Augustine is in there for the kneel down. It appears everybody is healthy and the Bombers get the win. 36-13 the final from McMahon Stadium in Calgary. Yes, the sounds of the game, a Braden Uwasco production. That was beautifully done in a 36-13 Blue Bombers win. Derek Taylor, Doug Brown with you with the post-game show from McMahon Stadium. Uh, this from the text line. Feel free to shoot us your text at 204-780-6868. We love to hear from you. Uh, this one, Doug Brown, is uh, from the consultant. Says, <laughs> are we sure the airline was at fault for Doug Brown's failure to arrive or did he fail to submit his ticket request on time? Seems suspiciously similar to his lack of timely fantasy football roster submission last week. <laughs> yeah, I kind of forgot. I got my, uh, that's, that's true. He, that's, that's definitely not an imposter. He called me out on it. I, I, I forgot. Uh, we had to make an adjustment. Let's put it that way. We ended up uh, making some picks after a game had already happened. So we had to make some changes there. Not necessarily our strongest week last week, but he, uh, he bailed me out per usual. So uh, I, I, that's, a, that's a valid critique. I'll, I'll take that for sure. So help me out here. You, you didn't submit a roster on time and you moved 50 spots further ahead of me last week. Is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> this is, man, this year has been hell for me. Oh, God. I'm just the front man, Derek. You don't take it too far. I'm just the front man. You know hey, what I'm saying? It, so. I mean, if you know the people to consult, uh, I mean, that's <laughs> if, if you got people on your side, that knowledge is power, right? Knowledge is gets you up to 
one sixteenth in the fantasy league, while others of us languish in three hundred and whatever spot in the fantasy league. Over nine hundred of you joined the fantasy league. I hope you celebrated like me when Dakota Prukop popped that one into the end zone. Uh, I hope you shamed yourself like me if you made Greg McRae your captain. Uh, it was it's up and down, up and down in fantasy this year. But we appreciate you uh, joining us. We'll have to have some sort of special celebration for Doug Brown absolutely mauling me in the league. Some sort of shame. I'll need to go through for the playoff game, the West Final coming up two weeks from now. Let's do the drive of the game. It's brought to you by Chuds Chrysler and Power Sports. Take the relaxing drive out to Gimli to make your next automotive or Power Sports purchase. It will be a game changer. There's there's a few, I think, that are eligible. I would go to 422 in the third quarter, three-play, 79-yard drive because it included Rashid Bailey's 68-yard touchdown. We said in week two, well, I said in week two, I don't want to cast this upon you as well, that Janarian Grant had the play of the year in the CFL, that punt return for a touchdown. This one will join it in the top five plays of the year, maybe the top three plays of the year for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Yeah, it was the receiving version of the Janarian Grant return, right? It's uh, 100% effort, just inspired football. And uh, if you look up the definition of yards after the catch, it should probably be uh, Rasheed Bailey's 68-yard performance. Well, and like that ball was tipped up, and that was not an easy catch off the tip, a great reaction play. But then yeah. to break three tackles, and then those last five yards, uh, you've already run, you've already broken tackles. you got to slog through more bodies and step over more corpses on the way into the end zone. Come on, that is just, that is all effort, and I love those plays. And it, and it wasn't, Six, like I said to Rashid, it wasn't 67 down at the one because that just feels different than 68 for the score. Yeah, you know, and you know what? It's just a, a testament to the the kind of player and the way that Rashid Bailey plays every game and every play. I mean, that play to me looked like, oh my God, he's playing in the Grey Cup right now. No, actually he wasn't. He was playing in a meaningless last regular season game of the season with a whole bunch of backups, so on and so forth. And yet the urgency he brings to the table in a game that has zero meaning to the, the betterment of the team other than, you know, the, the things that go along with winning, it just shows you the nature of the player that he is, right? He's all in 100% of the time, whether it's the preseason or whether it's a, a championship game. And you got to love guys that are just all on like that all the time. And, and I was thinking during the commercial break, it's poignant. Uh, he gets this against the Calgary Stampeders. The reports were that Calgary had offered him a deal and it ended up being a fair bit more money than he was going to get from Winnipeg. He chose to come back from Winnipeg, and he's on a 14-4 and team going to the West Final, hosting the West Final, instead of a 6-12 and team that, that snuck into the playoffs and has to go to BC for the long road through the playoffs. So uh, things certainly breaking right for Rasheed Bailey this season. Uh, it's, it's a lot of effort. It's a lot of work. And for him, three touchdowns in the last two games, a very nice way to cap the regular season with the playoffs on the horizon. Drive of the game, it's brought to you by Chuds Chrysler and Power Sports. Take the relaxing drive out to Gimli to make your next automotive or power sports purchase. It will be a game changer. It's 11-24. We'll break. We'll do the hardest hit of the game and plenty more to come from McMahon Stadium in Calgary. The Bombers a winner, 14-4 and and cruising into two Saturdays from now. It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football at 680. CJOB. When games are played, when there's a trade, 
Sports news has been made. You'll hear all about it. 25 after the hour on 680 CJOB. Sounds of the game brought to you by Play Now. Big Hill's got it. He's racing off the field. Yeah, good. Kick up. And it is good. Oh, boy. And the Bombers will win the CFL's West Division. Bet on blue with Play Now. Enjoy responsibly. This is Milt Stiegel. Hurry! The early bird deadline of the HSC Millionaire Lottery is coming up. Order your tickets now at hscmillionaire.com. You could win two luxury BMW EVs or a Porsche and Tesla plus gas and groceries for a year. Or take $150,000 cash. Limited ticket packs remain. It's your best chance to win. The early bird deadline is midnight Thursday. Get your tickets now at hscmillionaire.com. Lottery license number LGCA 1822RF. Everyone gets hungry sometimes, but for a large slice of the population, it's an ongoing reality. Now, when you order Santa Lucia pizza, you can help to feed everyone as proceeds from each Hal and Joe purchased raise much needed funds for Agape Table, which can be used to acquire urgent items for guests like fruit, sandwich filling, beverages, and bottled water. Your food can help to nourish an entire community. Place your order today at SantaLuciaPizza.com. Proudly supported by 680 CJOB. Experience better condominium living with ImperialProperties.ca. Are you a condominium owner or a board member? With Imperial Properties, your community will benefit from responsive customer service, preventative maintenance, and a web portal with access to everything from service requests to financial reporting. For our condominium management review and proposal, visit imperialproperties.ca. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The postgame show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. 11.27 in the p.m. Bombers, a winner, 36-13 over the Calgary Stampeders. 3-0 against the Stamps this season and feeling pretty good about themselves heading into the playoffs. It's time now for the hardest hit of the game, brought to you by Vernoss Auto Body. For collision repairs, no one takes the ball and runs with it like Vernoss Auto Body. There were more than a few big hits in this game, ones that made us a little nervous about getting to the playoffs in one piece. But the biggest hit, as judged by us, uh, was done by a bomber on the uh, Stamps quarterback, Jake Mayer. And they cleared the backfield. Mayer looking right, now back to his left, steps up, spins off a second, then gets pummeled shy of the 20-yard line. Some celebrating for a big, big hit. That was Tanner Schmeckel giving it to uh, Jake Mayer. Schmeckel, a guy who's been on the roster a couple times this season, gets a chance to to show some more as they move Jake Thomas to a depth spot. And, oh, he gets a, he gets a highlight one for his rookie season, Doug Brown. Yeah, he put all his weight into that one for sure. I remember that. He uh, he spun around, he, he rushed quarterback high, retraced his steps, and then as um, Mayer was trying to escape the pocket, he brought the load down. So that was uh, that was pretty impressive. Brian Cole with the big hit on punt cover as well. A couple of big hits from the Stampeders. This was a hard-hitting game. And, I mean, Doug, you would have heard it. I, I was... I will admit to getting a little queasy watching Janarian Grant take some shots late in this game, just knowing where they've been. We talked about it in the pregame show, where they've been without him and where they are with him. I, I, was, I was getting a little nervous for him lingering in the ballgame. 
Yeah, same with Kenny Lawler too, right? When he right. tried to make that that catch in the end zone, he was slow to get up, and I was just like, oh no. I was like, he's going to be hanging out with Dalton Schoen pretty soon if, uh, if he doesn't hurry up. But looks like he just had the wind knocked out of him. But, you know, for the most part, it appears. You never really know with injury situations until the next day. But uh, largely there wasn't anything uh, super <clears throat> super traumatic, uh, no carts coming on the field or anything like that. So you hope with the extra time they get, they'll have a fully complete uh, roster, even though uh, Dalton probably most likely won't be part of it. Yeah, that's the question for now. And uh, and November the 11th is can Dalton Schoen recover from that ankle injury in time? Uh, Tanner Schmeckel gets the hardest hit of the game. It's brought to you by Vernas Auto Body. For collision appears, no one takes the ball and runs with it like Vernas Auto Body. A dominant win, and I feel like I've said this, well, 14 times this season, maybe 13, because that, that banjo bowl was just a, an absolute walloping. But the Bombers with a dominant multiple score win, but they're still things I feel like as fans we can pick at Doug like some of the tackling in this game was was problematic and the run they, defense and there was the second one the run defense is Diedrich Mills goes eight for 88 in this game it it may be the part I mean 15 wins last year to 14 wins this year that's not much of a difference but it just if you know what I mean it just feels different like there are holes that in a single game playoff could be a real problem for the Bombers or a problem. Let's let's say let's not make it too dramatic. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, as obviously the deeper you go in the playoffs, the more your competition uh, steps up and uh, more form- formidable opponents you play. So uh, they, uh, you know, they're not uh, completely uh, uh, foolproof. Let's put it that way, right? They 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 do have some vulnerabilities, and they're they're not uh, necessarily. You know, uh, that team that was just, you can't even fathom uh, teams uh, beating them, let alone being competitive with them. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. They, they certainly have uh, as good a shot as anybody to uh, meet, which I expect to be Toronto, uh, in, in, uh, on a championship Sunday. So we'll see what happens. The text line is open at 204-70-6868. Uh, question, a couple of questions. Uh, did Sergio Castillo, nice, finish first in scoring, overtaking Sean White of BC? Castillo hit five in this game, uh, so that'd be 46, and he hit some converts for, I believe that'll be one, two, three, 57. Uh, 57. 138 and 57 is 195. I'm going to have to check that out because uh, if two people are texting it, I believe Sergio Castillo uh, wins the scoring title. And why not take a second to talk about Sergio Castillo? He is on the verge of, we'll have to check the numbers, but may have the highest field goal percentage for a single season in Bombers history. And from where we were a year ago, Doug, heading into the playoffs with Mark Leggio, inconsistent at kicking, I, I don't even think they think about Sergio Castillo and what's going to happen when he kicks the ball. I don't think that they even spend, I don't think their heart rate moves, moves a bit when Sergio goes out there. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you think about playoff football, you think about conditions like you saw today in Calgary and, and he was hundred percent on his field goal kicks. Right. And he also hit all his converts. So that's the, the next level, you know, when things get urgent, that's the kind of uh, a backbone you want from your, your kicking game. And, you know, we, we called it. There were games uh, prior 
to when they had Sergio Castillo, where we were like, you really hope this kicking situation doesn't come back to impact this football team in a, in a key, key moment. And uh, that certainly has been addressed with uh, Sergio back on the roster. 194 points for Sergio Castillo, or pardon me, for Sean White. So Sergio Castillo, 120, 138, 195. So by one point, by my quick math, Sergio Castillo uh, does win the title. 46 of 51 for field goals and 57 of 62 on his converts this season and his kickoffs are, are just fine as well. That's a, that's a big boost. And another one of those ones, why did Edmonton fool around with that? I don't know what their salary cap situation was, why they thought, you know what? We need to let Sergio Castillo go, but man, the bombers must've been absolutely delighted that day seeing where he has come and where he has helped them get to 14 and four hosting the West final and in the catbird seat as they chase a fourth straight Grey Cup appearance. Uh, we'll take one final break here at 11.34. We'll be back to McMahon Stadium to put a wrap on things and get you set for the next couple of weeks as the Bombers prepare for the West final against either Calgary or the BC Lions. 36-13 the final at McMahon. It's Princess Auto, Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. Take a journey back in time to Dreamland Diner. Experience the 50s retro vibe and a menu featuring Winnipeg's best milkshakes, plus burgers, hot dogs, desserts, and a few plant-based and gluten-free options. Right now, buy one milkshake and get the second for half the price. It's the perfect place to take the kids or even go for a dessert date. Dreamland Diner. Get back to the good times. 2615 Portage Avenue or visit dreamlanddiner.com. Inspiration, comfort, functionality. It's a lot to ask of an office, but exactly what you'll get when you work with Cunningham Business Interiors. They'll help you plan an attractive, efficient, and ergonomic office. From monitor arms to height-adjustable desks and ergonomically correct office chairs, it's all on display in their showroom. And you can try them all until you find the right high-quality furniture that works for your space and for you. Cunningham Business Interiors, helping you work better at work. See them at 1340 Sargent and Cunningham.mb.ca. Hey, you found the missing part. Yes, ma'am. Where was it? At Princess Auto in the trailer aisle, between the hubs and axles. Glad you finally found it. Yeah, should have gone there first. So, now you can make it work? Yeah, gonna put it together now, so we can go in about an hour. For the tools, equipment, and the know-how you need to make it work, Princess Auto is here for you. Princess Auto. Blue Bomber Football. Ideas. Tools. Dolphins Country Fest, 35 years young and still going strong. Hey, it's Jason McCoy, and I've got some awesome news. Join me June 28th to 30th in Dauphin, Manitoba. We're traveling back in time to the roots of Country Fest with Country Fest alumni like Jason McCoy, Doc Walker, Diamond Rio, and Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. And so many more. Tickets go on sale November 13th. For tickets and information, countryfest.ca. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The postgame show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Final segment for us from Calgary following the Bombers' 36-13 win. Mike O'Shea and his postgame ability set of Rashid Bailey's 68-yard touchdown. That's as good a touchdown catch and run as you're going to see. 
It absolutely was, and it will make an appearance next week as we recap the top plays, or next game as we recap the top bomber plays of 2023. 14-4, winning the West, hosting the West final. Doug Brown, from where we were 21 weeks ago to today, how, uh, how do you think the Bombers have done? How confident are you in them going forward as they chase a fourth straight Grey Cup appearance? Yeah, business as usual. So everyone expected uh, maybe not to be quite as good, and they're, uh, you know, they're they're better in some ways. They're not quite as good in other ways, but they've got all the advantages, and they certainly have the roster to give themselves another opportunity in uh, on a Grey Cup weekend. So it's uh, you know, with the home field crowd, the noise you're going to have, the conditions you're going to have, their ability with their ground game, their offensive line playing you know, at a high level, all we really need is, uh, is that Claris to, uh, you know, someone to knock him over or put a chip on his shoulder or anger him in some fashion. And then, uh, the trifecta will be complete in terms of his approach to, uh, to playoff football. So it's, uh, you know, how well he plays when he, when he gets angry, but yeah, the team is, uh, you couldn't ask to be in a better spot or to have a better, uh, uh, ramp in front of you in terms of, uh, you know, achieving your, your, your playoff dreams. If you're looking for a chip for Zach Kalaris' shoulder, I will point out that West West All-Star and uh, Player uh, Award nominees and voting is due on Sunday. So we could go into the West Final with Vernon Adams as the West representative for MOP. I'm not oh, saying wow. that would be a chip on Zach's shoulder, but that would be a chip on, on well, my shoulder as a Bombers fan. So, yeah. Or if he that- wasn't an All-Star or something like that, it would be too much for someone to headbutt him right now, but we can figure something else out. Yeah. Man, it's uh, it's all it's all set for a trip to a fourth straight Grey Cup for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Calgary will travel to BC next Saturday. The winner of that game then comes to Winnipeg on November 11th. Whatever the whatever the wind conditions, however much snow, whatever the weather is, you know the Bombers will be ready for it. They got a little taste of it tonight, and uh, they will be ready for the West Final, hosting the West Final for the third straight year uh this was a heck of a regular season only the only thing keeping it from being perfect doug brown uh was uh, your flight and the fact that you and i aren't at the keg right now but uh <laughs> but uh it has been it has been an absolute pleasure once again uh man uh, this is an incredibly fun team to watch and there's no one i'd rather watch them alongside my friend oh uh, my thoughts exactly brother always a pleasure uh breaking down these games with you so hopefully we can do many more Yes, and hopefully we're uh, we're doing a little in advance of the Grey Cup, uh, he yeah. said with his fingers crossed. For Doug Brown, for Ed Tate, who slid in on color, Skylar Peters, Marissa Turton, uh, Braden Owasco, the entire gang responsible for bringing you 18 great regular season games. Thank you for being with us. Two weeks and a day from now, the Bombers versus either the BC Lions or the Calgary Stampeders for a trip to the Grey Cup. We certainly hope you will join us on 680 CJOB. Bombers a winner. 36-13. They got a 14-4 on the season. 29 wins over two years. The second most in the history of the Canadian Football League. Have a great night. We'll talk to you on November 11th.
The W, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and 680 CJOB.